Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. Today is September 18th, 2022. I can't believe it. One week to go until Rosh Hashanah. And um, we have with us today, Aliza Ben Shalom, who uh, we've been speaking to the past year, or maybe more than a year since she made Aliyah with her family from Philadelphia to Pardes Chana. And uh, she's been here, I guess, an entire full year. And Aliza and I talk uh, now and then, and I wanted to bring her on so she could kind of take us through the ups and downs of her first full year of Aliyah and get into the dirty details the honest details, because Aliza is honest. Um, <laughs> and tell us what it's been like and what has been hard and what has been easy and what has been successful and what has been uh, challenging. And um, all of you listening who are, you know, writing in now and then with your comments and wanting to reach out to these people, Aliza is a great resource. She is, um, you know, out there and doing things. And like I said, very honest. And uh, I thought it would be very um, helpful to bring her on. So, Aliza, you with us? Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. Good. Good. Was that pretty accurate? You're honest. Yeah. You'll tell us the good and the bad. I will tell you. Yes. <laughs> Great. The good and the challenging. Okay. So one of the things we were talking about, which I think is so overlooked, and I, I apologize because I'm the one who overlooks this, is trimming down, and how you really do have a different kind of lifestyle when you come here. Our last guest last week told us how there are no closets here and men don't wear suits. And that was like a big eye opener for me to hear because I'm just used to that. That's just something you get used to. Aliza, what did you bring, for instance? I know you did a lift. What did you bring that you now realize was completely unnecessary? That's a good question. Uh, We... Mm. I don't know if we brought stuff that was completely unnecessary. I mean, we, we worked really hard to figure out what was necessary. And my husband, you know, let's say electronic appliances or different things. We figured out what to bring and what not to bring. And then he bought, you know, the proper transformers and things like that. So I think he did a great job of that. Um, probably still, and I think everybody just brings a little bit too much. You know, like we still have those boxes that need to be uh, unpacked that sit there a little bit and you look at them and you go, well, if it's been a year, they're probably never going to get unpacked. It's one of those things, right? It's just going to be that way. Right. Um, but the biggest place that we actually trimmed down was in America. We had two cars. My husband also had a work vehicle. And when we came here, we were renting a car from a friend of ours. We were like, kind of did a, a car share and just in June, we just purchased the vehicle because uh, she said, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, pass it on. I'm done with it. I'm not using it as much as I need. And uh, and we just bought a car. But we're a family of seven and it is a five seater car. So, right. <laughs> you know, we're like, yeah, we take the buses, we take the trains, you know, a friend right. will go with us. Somebody will take two of the kids or somebody will decide they don't want to go. So, okay, somehow, good. Somehow we make it work, but that's really our, that's probably one of the biggest things that we did. And, you know, it's difficult. You know, can you afford to do a bigger car? This one's a hybrid, so it's better on gas. There's like all of these calculations that I'm constantly making to figure out, you know, what's the right decision. 
Yeah, but you're also the the life the lifestyle is different here. Um, we also, you know, have the same situation. We have seven people in our family, and we also had a five person car for years. And you know, like the age of your kids, two of your kids aren't even home. You know, right. how often do they even need the car? You, you, you don't need. I mean, they're learning to drive now. Right. <laughs> I have two right. kids in driver's ed. Right. And they'll, you know, and how often will they even drive? It's, right. It is different here. It is different. Um, I, I have visitors coming here now and then, and they're like, we want to see you. Can we see everyone? I'm like, well, there's nobody here. Nobody <laughs> lives at home. We have one kid. Okay. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. I, nobody's around. So the life is different in that way. I, I don't know if it's like that in Pardeskhana, but where I well, live, the kids go yeah. away when they're 14. I mean, right. So our two oldest are in a boarding school during the week. Usually three times a month, they come home on a Thursday night and then they go back on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get them a little bit longer for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. And, uh, and then they're not usually here. The summertime is probably the hardest time for us where it's like, okay, we're all here. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Okay. Well, Okay. If you get yourselves to the bus and you get to the train and then the others, we'll get in the car and you know, right, right. constantly juggling, you know. Hey, the fact that they want to go with you is pretty amazing. You know, our kids, my children go with their friends. They go alone um, to the Kinera, to Sinai. They, they go off and right. we don't even do family trips. Well, we're, start, we're starting to see that's happening now with the older kids. My oldest is 18 um, and the next one down just turned 17 actually yesterday. So uh, we're starting to see those things happen now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That happened to us uh, much, much earlier. Um, and that's what some of you uh, listening will, will see. The kids here, Aliza came when her kids were already teenagers. So her, the fact that she's telling me her 18-year-old went away with her or her 17-year-old went away with her is funny because my you know, 14-year-old won't even go away with us. Um, she meets her own friends. She, she takes right. the bus on her own. They're very independent. Well, we do a lot of family trips also. Pardes Khanna is a very family-oriented community. So sometimes we'll just call friends like, hey, do you want to meet? Let's go to the beach. Let's go to whatever location. Let's meet up there and we'll, we'll spend a day t- together. We do a barbecue. We hang out. And so we try to bring with us, you know, families that have kids of all ages so that it matches up. Yeah, but there aren't any families with kids at home. I mean, like you're talking, you sound like you have little kids. You don't well, my young, kids. my youngest is, uh, now he's nine. So we have nine, 11, 13, just turned 17 and 18 and a half. Right. So the three, so have, we call it like the three littles. Right. Right. So that, the three littles, we do a lot more yeah, together with them. That's a very <laughs> big, uh, lifestyle change here. And you know, some people can see that for the better and some people can say it's for the worse. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I see kids coming here. Like we have a relatives, kind of a distant, distant relative coming, and her her daughter is in the the Alexander Musk School, and she just turned mm-hmm. seventeen, mm-hmm. and she would not, she can't come to us for Shabbat. She needed special permission because of where we live, and um, she could only come if we go and pick her up. Now that's far. It's it's Herzliya. It's like two hours. You know, right. oh, I'm, like, I'm not going to get her. Well, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you can like meet at a bus stop that's still in, you know, part of happy. We also had a little bit of an issue with the kids when we were in America and the big kids were here and we had friends in Efrat and they were like, Efrat, what? And I was like, listen, I've got friends there. Like, I don't have, I only have so many people we can send them to and Corona, it was a whole thing. And then, and we also had to sign special permission. It was a whole, a whole song yeah. and dance. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but, but the funny thing is she, I mean, the little, the girl, she's like, she, she's, you know, she's not even talking for herself. Her mother's speaking for her. And, um, you know, she's like considered a girl, not like a 17 year old here who would be doing this on her own. Right. I think there's a big difference. So much more freedom, even with the younger kids for us, it was like, they're walking around the neighborhood doing their own thing. You know, of course they would be doing that at nine year old, nine years old for us. I'm like, okay, maybe like 11, (laughs) maybe that's okay. You know, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit, uh, different for us. And we're trying to, on one hand adapt and on the other hand, still be within a range of what's comfortable with us so that we can get used to it. And we keep telling the kids, we're like, I get it. I get it. We're, we're working on it. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. They're like, okay. They want to be what they want to be independent. And you guys are reluctant to let them be independent. Well, they, they want to do whatever their friends are. That's right. That's so, so, right. So we came and, you know, it, it was like, well, they just go around the neighborhood and do whatever they want with their friends. I'm like, right. But our kid doesn't have a phone. We have no way of reaching them. They're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. They'll be right. home for dinner or maybe they won't. They'll eat at the friend's house or they'll come right. back later or they'll disappear on Shabbat, you know, for lunch. And then they won't come back until after Shabbat's over. And you're like, Ooh, but I like, uh, I'd like a little bit more of a handle on where they are and who uh-huh. they're with. So it's like, well, they went to the one friend's house. Then they went to the playground. Then they decided to go to the other friend's house, but they couldn't stay there. So they went to the other ones. I'm like, oh gosh, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you've been here, I mean, a year and a half. Yeah. So now, so now we're much more chill. We're really, yeah. I know we live in Pardes Khanna, which is also a wonderful community. It's, and again, it's very family oriented um, and, and they've made friends. And so yeah. they, they kind of go around. We've also made our house kind of like the go-to. So the kids always know if you don't know where the kids are, come to our house, they will be in the yard and there'll be like 25 boys playing. Right. So All right. Okay. That's the other way to fix that problem. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very old fashioned that way. And it's like the best part of living here is the best part it. of living here. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, they came in, and we, the other day, one of them went to town and they're like, Oh, you I got pizza with my friend. And then we stopped at a store and okay, I'll be home in an hour. And I was like, okay. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how old is this child? Uh, just turned 13. Right. But that okay. was like, you know, I, I'm already yeah. okay with that. If that would have been the yeah. nine year old, it would have been like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, when you go to a Friday at night, for instance, and you go to like the little uh, area with the little mini mall and the restaurants are full of teenagers, young teenagers, young. Right. 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 No parents. Right. They just go. And- yeah, they're just going, they're like wild and the, and the, and the stores kind of cater to them. I mean, it's a little bit obnoxious, you know, but like they are, they are confident. They are. There's, there's also so much public transportation here, which is so very different than America. Like you yeah. can just across the street from us, there's a bus stop you can right. get on that bus and you can go to straight to, to Jerusalem, you know, yeah. it's like, and they do, they do yeah, they with their friends. Yeah. 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 And it, it, uh, it gives them a lot of confidence and it, they need it, you know, yeah. they, they need it. They're, they all they have their Rav Kav with their little mm-hmm. purple bus pass that you know get on yeah. get off and they can yeah. go wherever they want to go. The train also is very close. Yeah, that's, so that's easy. Good. I love the train. By the way, favorite favorite thing is to get on the train. Uh huh. Like, sound like my husband. I love it. It's quiet. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. It's clean. Air conditioned. <laughs> Tables. And and, and <laughs> forget about traffic. There's like really no traffic. That's right. You don't feel it. Yeah. Very very. Uh, rarely there's a little bit of a backup but like not a big deal yeah okay good so we covered that we're gonna talk some more in depth about um like the the hard stuff okay when we come back we'll be back in a a very short break 
uh, collect your thoughts because we got we got to give people the the hard stuff too. Okay, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. We're continuing our analysis of uh, Aliza Ben Shalom and her first year with her family here in Israel. Now, we just covered um, the cars and how the good stuff, the kids being independent and being able to travel and how mature they are. And that's great. And that is certainly uh, something I was jealous of when I was not living here. Um, but let's go over some things that are a little harder. And we were just talking off the air about the language and being a Hebrew speaker and coming over here and having that lack of really good grasp of Hebrew. Um, Aliza, you've been here a year and a half. What, uh, I'm sure you've improved, but what, what, um, what's bothering you? What's bugging you? What's, what's, gonna, what's, what's hard and it's still, it's still hard even today? So I'll break it down and I'll kind of give you different perspectives from different family members because we're, we're all having our own challenges. I came in with a nice base of Hebrew, I would say very broken conversational Hebrew. I had taken a strong Hebrew ulpan and learned um, tw- over 20 years ago, but somehow it like stuck in my brain, even though it never came out of my mouth. And because I had to be here and figure everything out, I started to get more comfortable and try to speak. Um, I'm doing everything. I'm doing the banking, the doctor's office visits and those types of things. And sometimes I, like I, I figure out, you know, the answering service machine, you know, press this for this, press that for that. You know, I get to the press this for English. And then it's like, well, we'll give you English, you know, like the, the person's not going to speak to you in English, but we'll just tell you through the automated system in English what your choices are. <laughs> So it it gets me to the right person, but not always uh, are we able to communicate. Sometimes I have a girlfriend over and I'm like, hi, we got to do this thing. You're here. I I just need like five minutes. Can you just help me with this? Because whatever I'm saying, it is not working. And I tried three times (laughs) and then I I bring a friend in to help me. And and it really also takes a certain amount of patience. and, And I also know my limits. So if I start to do something and I'm feeling a tremendous amount of anxiety and it's, I'm going into like a shutdown mode, I'm like, okay, okay, you're not going to accomplish this today. You're definitely going to call somebody and get help. It doesn't need to be overly difficult. You know, I push myself as hard as I can. And there's so many people here that would love to help. I have neighbors. They're like, whatever you need, let me know. You know, you need to learn, but I'm here to help you. And, and I always know that even if I can't figure it out, I have neighbors, I have friends, I have people around us who are willing to help us. Okay, that's yep. huge. That's huge. What Elisa just told you is huge. And Elisa, call it a vote for you because not everybody has a temperament to ask for help. Okay, like that's these are personal. Uh, these are personal things sometimes. Somebody Taxes, told me you once. Know? Yeah, there, somebody told me once, she said, Elisa, making Aliyah is hard enough. She goes, ask for help every time if you need it. You know, don't let them tell you, oh, you should know it by now. Oh, you know, you're, you're not a new immigrant anymore. You're here a year and a half. Okay. Like, you know, after 10 years, you want to tell me I'm not a new immigrant? No problem. But we just slept a whole family of, 
you know, half adults and, and half older children here. And besides me, you know, the kids, depending on their ages, knew how to read. Mostly we didn't really, they didn't have spoken Hebrew. And my husband has, you know, biblical Hebrew. So uh, he knows words, but it's not necessarily the things that you're going to put a sen- sentence together with. But somehow in the last year and a half, he's he's learned a little bit about the... I don't know, the, the the people, the humor, the everything. And with just a few words, he can just kind of like catch the context. And with two or three words, he could just make a joke in Hebrew. And we we crack up every time. And the Israelis go crazy because they're like, oh, my gosh, this guy that only speaks English. Like, he got it. He hopped. He made a joke. This is so great. there. I so, get it. I get but it. But I, let's. Yeah, but that's not like but business, that, no, but you know? but that's no. I mean, he goes to the supermarket. We've got Google Translate on everything. I just got a school notice every time we get school notices. Google Translate, Google Translate. Okay, what does uh, this mean? Okay, well, that's so a weird good. word. But I have right. to tell you, Google Translate. Everybody's like, oh, it used to be so hard. I mean, today you've got Google Translate. I I have to say. Um, thousand times easier than it would have been 20 years ago yes 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 unbelievable yeah so everyone listening i just want everyone to understand what's going on here you can take a note or a a whatsapp and everybody writes on whatsapp today so like your school group and your teachers and all these activities are on whatsapp so they send messages to us in hebrew and you cut and paste and paste paste that text into google translate yeah and you know what else you can do now you can click speak and it will read you the note in Hebrew. And so for me, sometimes breaking my teeth on just trying to read it and understand what it is, is hard. But when I play the audio, I'm like, oh, that's the word. Oh, oh, I think I got that. Okay, wait, let me put it in Google Translate just in case. So it also helps me to learn more by listening to it as well. So it's, that's been a blessing. Okay, good. So and- just stop here. I just want to break it down and tell people. We are living here as immigrants. Aliza is an immigrant. I'm an immigrant. I've been here for 17 years. I'm still an immigrant, okay? Because the reading and the translating with Google Translate, without Google Translate, it's still another step. And it's not like if you were in English, you would just like read it real quick and you'd get it. And not only would you get it, and Aliza, you can agree with me on this because you're a lot like me, you would get everything. You know, you would understand the message and you would understand the induendos and you would understand the nuance and you'd understand the stupid jokes and you'd understand the com the 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 bitchy comments, you know, like we would get it. Right. Sometimes I don't know if the parents are like making a snarky remark or if they're being serious. And I have to ask one of the other parents, like, is this like a frontal parent or is this like a real genuine complaint? And it stinks, you know, because we're like, it's like we're we're like behind. We're we're lagging behind. And I find it extremely frustrating because I'm like you, I want to be involved, you know, and I have an opinion and I want my opinion to count and I want to know what's going on. To express it, my biggest frustration is both in understanding what somebody says to me and in being understood. And in English, I work really hard to string together words and language Mm -hmm. and sentences. And it should feel like even like a little poetic with humor, with everything. With me, it's like, can I communicate in Hebrew? Yes. Okay, good job. No. Okay, we have a problem. Forget about nuances. We don't care. Those are gone. Forget about humor. Gone. All we want to know is, did you get my message? Like I called called, uh, the phone company the other day. And I thought that I put something so amazing together in my head. I said it. I said it out loud. I communicated. I thought everything was doing. I was, I'm like proud of myself. I'm patting myself on the back. And the guy says to me in Hebrew, oh, okay. Would you like me to get you someone 
to uh, speak to you in English. And I was like, I'm like crying on the inside. I'm like, no, I worked so hard to speak in Hebrew. Nice. I just want to speak in Hebrew to you. But you clearly, A, don't have the patience for me. And B, whatever I thought I said, I didn't say right. I said it very wrong. They're so impatient. They, this younger generation, you know, they, they, you said it at the beginning. You said something at the beginning, like, um, you know, we're always going to be immigrants, but they all had immigrant parents. A lot of these people, they, they're just totally insensitive. No, but I mean, so many, so many people here are immigrants, but I feel like after 20 years, 30 years, 40 no. years, you really become, no, you become Israeli. There's this. Whole I understand thing. that. Okay. But these people working on the phone are young twenties. They were not immigrants. Right. They, no. don't, they don't have the patience for us. No, I, listen, I don't, I, I've also, you know, dealt with people with different languages. It's not always so easy if you don't understand the accent, know, if you don't understand the wording. I'm still, I don't think in Hebrew. So as soon as I start thinking in Hebrew, my sentence sentences will make more sense. But it's like when you hear an Israeli speaking English and you're like, oh, that's probably how they'd say it in Hebrew because that sentence is not how you would say it in English. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but that's not yeah. the normal way to say it. I'm doing the same thing in Hebrew and it's just like, Ugh. Like, yeah. like they're like, Elise, you got to stop thinking in English. I'm like, okay, but I, forget about stopping in English. I need to know how to think in Hebrew. I don't know yes. how to think in Hebrew yet. I don't, and I'm, I'm getting it. I, I mean, listen, I, I spoke to somebody the other day because I want to do another ulpan. This will be my third one. And she said, oh my gosh, you're doing great. I think you could be at this level. And I said, well, I don't want to be too high. This, she said, no, I think you're going to be bored at that level. Your level's really solid. You're doing wonderful. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, as wonderful as I'm doing, I still still can't talk to the banker. I still can't talk, you know, to the phone can, guy. Can. Oh, it's okay. hard, you know, yeah. it's technical words and even little things, little words. Little words like uh, beats, lag beat. I, I don't know what this is, lag beat. It means turn on, turn on your mazgan, you know, like or turn it off, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And, and that is something that will last for years. And but the nice thing is also my kids are in school and they are insanely frustrated. And I can look at them and go, I get it. Yeah. I really get it. Yeah. I am dealing with the same thing. I don't just look at them and go, oh, you'll figure it out, sweetheart. You'll get it. It's like, no, <laughs> they hear me on the phone and they're like, Nima, are you okay? And I'm like, okay, I will be. Let me just, nobody talk to me. They're talking in Hebrew and I need all of my attention. I cannot multitask when I'm speaking in Hebrew. No multitasking. They're like, okay. I'm like, no, no, shh. Don't even look at me. Nothing. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's, um, they get it. Takes all it. our energy. It takes it's 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 very frustrating. It takes it takes like double energy is what it is. It's double energy because it's another language, and it's frustrating. Um, and but you just have to suffer. What what do you what do you? Well, no, it's it's also a blessing. Like we're expanding our brain. We're stretching right. ourselves. We're we're going through the process of being uncomfortable to get comfortable. And and this is what it means to be an immigrant. This is yeah. like this is how you earn your badge. This is how you gain the strength to do it. And, and by the way, not everybody does this. My friends who live in Ramat Beit Shemesh and Afrat, everything's in English, store owners, English, 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 English everywhere. So mm. you don't have to have Hebrew, but we picked a city where it makes sense. And Hebrew is what we need. Um, it's humbling. Yes. You know, it's totally. humbling. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think all of us could be a little more Sanua, right? And uh, if that's going to be the area in, in, in which we're not so proud, Yofi. All right, we have to take one more break. So please, everyone, stay with us. We'll come back with some um, more stories 
from Aliza. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sipinski. We are still talking with Elisa Ben-Shalom from Parispana. And uh, we just covered a segment talking about the difficulties and the challenges of Hebrew. Now, Elisa has this tendency of, like, putting this positive spin on everything, like, with her big smile. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, come on, you know, like, be real. It's hard, okay? (laughs) There are people who won't come to Israel because they don't think they're going to be able to find a job here. And then I think the second biggest... I guess, challenge people have is the Hebrew. And it is very humbling. And not everybody is willing to not only start over, but like start over at this very, very low um, place. You know, you are at a significant disadvantage when you're not fluent. And um, you can switch it around, like you said, and say, okay, these are like growing pains and this is our badge once we get there. And you can spin it any way you want, but you know, at the end of the day, it's frustrating. <laughs> you know, it's frustrating. Totally frustrating. I just, it is a personality thing, and yeah. I think in general, if we want to be happy, healthy humans, so I, I expected to come with a challenge. I expected Hebrew to be hard for everybody, and um, just to give you another example, my oldest just went in to do, you know, the pre-army stuff because he um, will be eligible starting next summer. And we got a report back. He like scored amazing, however, amazingly well in in everything. However, if his Hebrew is not good enough, it doesn't matter how smart you are because they tested him in English and it doesn't matter. He won't qualify for anything. And they basically said, look, he'll need a year of Mechina, which is a preparatory program Mm -hmm. that will help him get ready for the army and help him with Hebrew as well. And they're going to try to find the right thing. But they said to him, look, you can either work really hard over the next two years to pull your level of Hebrew um, to a respectable level. And then we can give you like a really awesome job or not. And then, you know, you could be anything like, you know, kitchen help or something that doesn't involve you speaking and Uh using your brain, which by the way, we know you have, like, we know Uh you're smart. We know you really could do something. Um, I mean, maybe even like being a diplomat would be better, you know, then you can use your English or there's just, there's limitations when your Hebrew isn't strong and you have to want it so much and you have to work so hard for it. And, and if you do it, then you can do great things. And if you don't, then you really are limited and it doesn't really matter. Like you said, how bright you are or, or who you are in the world, it's going to hold you back. So we're having our little, you know, chats now about, okay, well, what do you want out of life? And how, how quickly would you like to get there? Because, Hey, you could take your time. You can learn Hebrew over the next 10 years, you'll figure it out. Or you could really work your tuchus off and get it straight. I was just talking to somebody recently also who said, you know, compared to how many words there are in the English language compared to Hebrew is like mm-hmm. not like Hebrew is like yeah. nothing. I know. It's like no nothing, words. Yeah. nothing like, like this. Yeah. yeah. You use the same word in seven different ways right. and you have to know what they mean because yep. it's not the same thing. Right. It's just. It's not, I must say on one hand, like, it's not so difficult. And then on right. the other hand, it's like, oh my gosh, what are they saying? Yes. But if your son goes to Mechina 
and is surrounded. And that's his world. And he has to communicate. He'll pick up. Yeah, but how much are you going to pick up? Are you going to pick up enough to be a commander? Or are you going to pick up? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters because you can really do something with your brain and with your skill, or you really can't. And then you just have to do something with your body because your mouth and your head aren't at the level that you need to be to communicate. uh, That's like a, it's a big thing. Yeah, I know. I know. And my my little guys, you know, my, my youngest who's in Kita Gimel, which is third grade, he, and my, and my, the one that's in fifth grade also both have an accent, you know, when they say the names and the things they have the race, they have the whole thing much better than, than I do or anybody in the family. And they're going to have the vocabulary and it'll take them, you know, three or five years. But by the time they're in army, like everybody will be fluent. They'll be fluent in English. They'll be fluent in Hebrew. They'll have no issues. It's really my, my 13, 17, 18 year olds that are really going to struggle the most yeah um, in making it happen it's it's a real challenge and the difference also is the mindset you know when you say i have a positive spin on things it's not just a positive spin i told my kids this is probably going to be the hardest thing that you will ever do in life i said you're not going to figure it out in a year um, unless you're you know maybe under eight years old you know you're not going to figure it out in a year it's going to take you somewhere between three to five years to really start feeling more comfortable and that's normal and that's okay and it's only going to be if you want it because if you don't you can be in your little English speaking bubble and, and if you don't, that try way. So hard, yeah, if you don't try so hard, so you won't achieve it. But if you really want it and you chase it, you're going to get it. I mean, in a year and a half, my Hebrew is so, so, so much better than it was. And, and people are like, wow, that's amazing. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh, I still don't know that word. So that whole sentence is good, except for that one word. I just, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it means. Hold on. Let me look it up in Google Translate. You know, How are, I'm, I'm, I never, you know, I never heard um, the army say something like that because I, I just don't. What, what, got, what is your child? What is he? Got is he outstanding. He's very bright. He got outstanding. He, they're like you could be a commander. High, high, high intelligence. He's very bright. We knew from, you know, IQ scores in, in the states and things. We just knew he was bright, and and they know he's bright, and they're like, yeah, but it basically it doesn't mean anything unless that unless you get that hebrew level up like we don't care <laughs> yeah is he so, upset um no i i mean i gave him a little pep talk and uh he's like is he okay. mad at you no no is he I mad guess. at the at the two of you for move i mean does he ever no, say why did you have to bring me here no okay so he i it was a miracle of all miracles he was the happiest one once he was here, he made friends, the school he was in, it just fit him so well. And he's been really happy. He's kind of come into his own. And I gave him a little pep talk. And and I was like, listen, you know, if you work your butt off for two years, you can really do something a lot sooner with your life and, and the army will help you do it. And they, they think you're bright. And he's like, okay, thanks for the pep talk. And I was like, no, I mean it. Like, you know, he reads also, he's an avid reader. So he reads in English and he's reading all the time. I said, listen, if you could just cut out two, I I mean, he really must read like three hours a day, maybe just one hour devote to Hebrew and leave the other two with English. Do you like, do you realize you're spending that time doing something anyway? What do you want? What do you want out of life? And and how are you going to get it? And so we have, I, I got Rosetta Stone, by the way. Rosetta Stone years ago was not as good because I had it a decade ago. What they is can, it? I've heard of what, what is it. Is it is it a language a, program? Yeah, it's a language program. It's all online now. They used to like 
mail out DVDs or, and you'd stick them in your computer. It was a whole thing. Now you just go online. You can either pay monthly or like a, an, we bought an unlimited subscription, meaning you just pay once, you never pay again. And besides Hebrew, you can learn like 24 other languages. If I should learn Hebrew, I'll move on to like Russian or something else that's useful here. And, and they have everything. They have you reading it, speaking it, and, and it Listening. catches the language and it tells you whether you're saying it right or wrong. And it, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh-huh, like so, a language lab. Yeah. I mean, and we need to have him reading and we need to have him writing and we need to have him speaking and thinking. I, and you, you know, I, 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 I'm going to just jump in because you keep saying it. it's very funny. You're speaking about your son like he's a little kid. Like we need to have him this. We need to have that. What does he want to do? He's he's a, he's he's old. That's why I said he needs to. I said, what do you want out of life? Are you motivated for this or are you not? You can get it now or you can get it in ten years from now. He plan. He's here. He wants to be here. He plans to stay. He is happy. He's happy here. I said it's just a matter of how fast you want to be comfortable here, mm-hmm. and how hard you want to work. Like it's a little easier at eighteen to work on this than it is at my age or in your twenties or thirties. It's just so much easier to start young. Oh, did you tell him that? Yeah, we talked about it, but it, look, it's it's hard. It's just. Yeah. I listen, it's like you get a little bit of Hebrew fatigue, right? You do it, you do it, you do it. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. You know, like, can I just like English? So something yeah, that I understand. Comfortable. Yeah. But yeah. The truth is I started watching shows in Hebrew and, you know, in the beginning I caught, you know, 15% and now I'm catching 45%. And I'm like, oh, oh, I know that. Oh, I learned that phrase. Oh, oh, that, oh, look, oh, it, it just, that makes sense. Oh, that's funny. I got the joke. Like, I'm right. so excited. I got the Yeah. But, but he's. Percent yeah. is still irritating. Yeah. He, and he doesn't have the luxury of just like watching TV. I don't think. Well, right. So they, at night, they do have some time where they could. And you know, what's so interesting. All of the Israelis who have learned English have said, you know how I learned it? I watched the TV. movies. Right. I watched I the movies. I watched all the movies in English. And that's how I learned to speak English. So they right. said, just watch go put Hebrew shows on. You yeah. can put, you know, like in, on Netflix, you can like switch the language and just, put, yeah. if it's not on all of them, but like Hebrew's available. And I told my little kids, I'm like, oh, you want to watch a movie? Sure, no problem. Hebrew. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yes. Because if you hear it over and over and over again, it'll just start to make sense. Your brain, sure. our brains are so smart. They're yeah. really so smart. Yeah, it's just you're right. Effort. Like, listen, if we all took, I don't know, 30 minutes a day, and 30 minutes is not unreasonable. At 30 minutes a day in a year from now, I would be so much further. But did I do that in a year and a half here? No, I didn't. Right. I did an upon. I did this. I'm not, I'm not doing what I know I need to do. And I know how to, I know what I know what I should be doing. So it's mm-hmm. like my own little lecture myself. I'm gonna get off. Yeah, I mean, I'm listening to you and I'm <laughs> nodding, I'm nodding along. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? Like if we only did only 30 minutes a day. Only you know what? If I only did 15 minutes a day, if I only did five minutes a day. Yeah. Really, I could be so, so much further. And I have all the right tools with technology today. I want to say there's just no excuse except laziness. It's yeah, just- there's no excuse. And and everyone listening, you know, if, if you people listening have not made Alia yet, listen to Aliza, because if you can prepare, do it. You know, if oh, you that, can get Rosetta Stone, just prepare and start speaking Hebrew with your computer and start listening to shows now, because once you're here, it'll be a lot easier for you. In every instance, the bank, 
no matter what their base is also like I came with a pretty decent base and it was still harder much harder in the beginning than it is now but but even just small things make a big difference. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, I'll never learn enough. You know what? No matter what you have, it's more than what you would have if you made no effort. Yeah. So whatever effort you do make, you'll be so much further along. And it just, I mean, it's like, it, it is such a pleasure because I do, I have a Hebrew partner in the neighborhood and we go out to lunch once a week and we talk and we talk about life. So every time I want to say something, I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I learned my grammar, but I didn't learn how to say this. <laughs> and then, right. and then I Google it, and then she's like, "Oh, yeah, like this." And she, you know, she helps me, and it's, it's really a pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure to be able to try to learn something new and to do something so significant. I think learning a new language, you know, is is really it's a challenge, but also as Americans, my daughter said this. She's like, "I feel so stupid." And all my friends, this one speaks, you know, a little bit of Hebrew and Russian and English and, and they have three or four languages or this one, you know, came from France. And so she speaks French and English and she's learning Hebrew and she knows a little German. She's like, how do they know three or four languages? I, I know one, like I know yeah. one and like eh, a little bit of something else. So I think also as Americans, we didn't do the best job in, you know, just being a little bit more universal and, and yeah enough no kidding right it's it's horrendous americans and i'm one okay we we think that we we we're the best and we don't even think of outside america we don't think of learning another language you learn it for two years maybe in seventh grade for what you know you don't even use it it's it's horrible it's horrible when i did my year abroad in jerusalem at hebrew university yeah i met people from all over the world and i was so I felt so dumb. Right. Uh, Brazilians, they speak Portuguese and Spanish. Right. Um, the Russians, right. you know, they, they all speak a few different languages. They all spoke Hebrew. They right. all spoke English and then their native right. language. It was like, wow, I know nothing. I'm an idiot. And I, I worked so hard. I worked so hard. I mean, I learned, I did use a language lab and I did do word lists and I even I got like a job, you know, nobody else did. And I, I, I was like kind of by myself doing this because I was so um, motivated and yeah, you have to be, and you are, and I, I guess your son will be if he wants to be. And it's, it's a shame that this wasn't something like a part of our lives, like math and English, you know, it's a shame, but right. okay. So we, so we, we pick it up now and stop. Don't look back feeling sorry for yourself, do things. And I think a great thing, um, I don't know if this will work for your son or for you, for anybody, but I think being a, around live Hebrew. And when I made Aliyah, when I was 21, I got a job and I had to like talk <laughs> and, right. and communicate. And they hired me for my English because I could type and I was like in charge of oh. banking and stuff, but I had to talk to people. So I imitated the people around me and right. I imitated the good and the bad. And I learned how to curse. And I learned how to boss people around and I learned certain phrases. And, you know, that's like you just said, that's, listening. That's the other thing that's a little difficult um, where you learn some of the slang. And I'm thinking, well, if I, that was in English, I probably wouldn't say that like that. Right. And and then it's like, oh, you're learning all these things. It's like, oh, I need to understand that other people say that. But I still think that I need to hold myself to a higher level in terms of language and speak the way that I want to speak and not just say it because that's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're adults. 
So it's challenging. It's challenging to know the difference, like what's communication and what's positive, beautiful, uh, good communication. And what's slang that's appropriate, you know? Right, right. What's like my kids right. make fun of these women who who use slang. They're like, why are they talking like that? What is she, a teenager? I'm like, oh, that's not like appropriate. They're like, no. <laughs> why does she think she? I'm like, okay. Like Israelis do it too. And this is an Israeli right. they're talking about. It looks right. like we are out of time. I thought we would not be out of time. Um, is that true? Are we, are we good? I think we're good. Are we good? I think we're good. Um, just give me a second. Yeah, I think we're good. I think it's my own imagination here. But so, so we can talk about language forever. And do, things do come along. And, and we do overcome certain hurdles. But it is something we're always going to be in the minus. And um, you could, like you said, like you, you said it very well. You could just live in a bubble. Or you can dig in and uh, improve. And it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it is probably the biggest and the hardest challenge, but I'm never know, bored to tell you that. Yeah. I you're never bored. To do. You're never <laughs> bored. And I'll tell you, I, yeah. And I'll tell you something else. You can use it to your advantage. You can use any weakness to your advantage. I don't want to tell this cause it's like a trade secret, but you know, when, when you're in a stressful situation, um, you can speak in English. And you can pretend you're a tourist and you can embarrass the people around you. Um, I've done they'll that. They'll also help you. If you speak in English, they'll just either get you to the right person. There's always somebody that speaks English. Yeah. That's the other yeah. benefit. Yeah, it's police not- sometimes uh, let you off the hook because they can't, you know, they can't speak English. Um, when you're in the store, right, they might be especially nice to you if you pretend you don't speak Hebrew. So, yeah, you can use it. And you know what? Don't think Israelis wouldn't do the same thing because they would use it to their advantage too. You, you have, you, you know, Use, use what you got. And uh, being here, it's, it's kind of um, not the most polite society sometimes. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of yelling and Israelis are very, like, in your face, right? I mean, we, I, I don't have that experience, but I, it's, they're direct. They are yeah. just, they yeah. say it like it is and yeah. they're yeah. just straightforward about it. But the, that's, it, that's how the language is also. The language is a very direct yeah. language. It's not this it very, is. It is so, it is so funny. You know, I'm a lifeguard in the summer and the things I get away with, I would never be able to talk like this in English, but I just like bark out commands. It is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody has a kid naked in the pool, you know, I don't say, um, please put clothes on your baby. I yell out in, 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 in Hebrew, no naked <laughs> or like uh, naked is prohibited. You know, and it's like so rude. And all, the woman who did it is, is humiliated. <laughs> I, would, I would never say that in English. No naked. Right. So that, and that's the language. It's like, that's, you know, right. I would be putting a whole sentence together. Right. Please, could you make sure to have clothing on? <laughs> and they're like, no, just that, you know, we use yeah. direct language. It's great. It's funny. And it, it's an advantage when you're a weaker speaker because you get away with it. I, I think. I don't think um, a higher level speaker would say no naked. They would say, please put clothes on your baby. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's one challenge. Another challenge that we're not talking about is the daily chores and the daily bureaucracy that will follow us through our death. Okay. Like banking, 
healthcare. Right, right now, passports is a thing. All, you know, the kids' passports and my husband's expired, and you can't get an appointment until February. So I was like, oh, so what do you want us to do? They're like, yeah, it's okay. You could travel with your expired passport if you should need. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? That's going to fly in America also? Like, that's going to be okay with them? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. And I was like, wait, but but how expired can it be? And what about this? And what, like the American ones that we have, they're good for five years. The Israeli ones were only good for one. Now you have to renew it for five. It's a whole thing. And and I was like, but but I can travel on it expired? They're like, yeah, yeah, because we're all backed up and you can't get an appointment. And I was like, oh, good plan. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, you're talking about the Israelis, the Israeli the Israeli one. Yeah, they, I mean, no, the, my American friends are also having a hard time getting the American one, Every, everything's backed up in all the offices here. Yes, so, yes, so since we can't way. get you in soon enough, it's okay that you should travel on an expired passport. Oh, God. <laughs> right? I was like, okay, I don't, it doesn't make, my husband's like, it doesn't make sense. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Ah, surprise, we're in Israel. <laughs> yeah. So, so either don't travel or take a chance. Yeah. Or, or you'll talk your way into it. And, and you I can mean, always play dumb and let them just... I mean, I, it's not even playing dumb. I really don't understand the rules. So right. like, here's both passports and you guys couldn't give me an appointment. You tell me what I should do. Right, right. So that's <laughs> that's uh, so that's one piece of bureaucracy that's every five years. But then there's the other stuff too, you know, the driving licenses. Oh, that was a whole bahalagan. Yeah, I mean, weird. there's a lot to do. And all that is a test in patience, right? And yeah. a test in Hebrew. Yes. And... Uh, you know, it's, uh, it makes you very, I think it makes you very um, patient and your, your, your humor and your attitude will win out. Expectations. I just lower, yeah. I don't have high expectations that, oh, I'm going to solve my problem in one moment and one visit. It's like, you know what, if I solve this within the next six months, we're good. Yeah. I'll probably have to go back to the office three times. Yeah. Okay. And also, and you've done this already. I think you know this. People here, and it's very different. People here are so, it's personal. Everything's personal. So if you make a connection with someone, they're going to help you if, yeah. you like, if they like you. And it doesn't oh. matter what their job is. They're going to they're gonna help you. They're going to find the person to help you. They're going to go out of the way to help you. Yep. I've had the printer um, hold my order and take it to their house. You know, and I go pick it up yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. And, and you think an American will give you their home address? So you yeah. can show up at their doorstep <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night? It's right. very different here. It's very personal. It is. Yeah. And, and there are these wonderful moments where they just, they're like, no, I want to help you. What do you need? How can I help? And you're like, yeah. oh, thank yeah. you. Like, I, yeah. like I, I have a, a, best, a new best friend. I don't right. even know who you are. I don't know. Right. What's your name? <laughs> right. Some people really do have a heart and they go all out. Um, and they're, you know, those people are around and and when you find them, hold on to them, hold on to them, like get people's names, use them. And then when you go to the bank and, you know, ask for that person and and she's making coffee in the back, she'll come out. Like it's helpful because there are so many bureaucratic hurdles here Yeah, and some things work really, really well. And some things are just lagging behind. Like, why do I have to go to my branch to you know, do this on the bank. It's 2022. Yeah, you you know, you have to go in, you have to do it. We have our special banker. He speaks Arabic. He speaks Hebrew. He speaks English fluently. He's the one that's most fluent in, in English, more than just the native Hebrew speakers. And, and that's the guy just go to him because you know, he's going to know what you're talking about. And he laughs about it. He's like, yeah, I know. Don't worry. I know. I'll help you. I'll help you. I was like, God bless you. Good. (laughs) 
because yeah, like it's very, very frustrating. Um, like my kids wanted a credit card and I wanted to get them a credit card that was a limited credit card. So like I could put money on their card. Yes. Did you hear of this? Have you heard of this? Yeah. It's, it's more like a, um, it's like one of those pre-buy cards, but it's not, it's like, you can only use what's in the account. So if I put, you know, 300 shekels in there, you can't spend more than 300 after right. that, you know, it goes eh, and, and you can't charge. Right. right. So I wanted this preloaded. But it seems to me like an easy thing to provide if you've been with the bank for 15 years, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, so you're laughing because you're like, one person told me they have it. Another person told me they don't have it. I ended up going to the post office right. and, they, and they told me, yeah, it's 50 shekel. And I'm like, I have to buy it. Okay. Well, I have to buy okay it. So that, that's, I also don't understand. There's like, I don't know, 27 different things that you actually go to the post office for. So the post office isn't yeah. just a post office. So it's a bank, we, right? We transferred the title of our car through the, they're like, yeah, go to the post office. I was like, the post office? Bank of like right. an auto tags place. They're like, no, 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 the post office. I said, okay. Right. Oh, now you have to pay a certain uh, water or tax bill. And da -da -da. I was like on auto pay, but then I don't know, something, who knows what. And, and I had to pay something and yeah, go to the post office. I'm like the yeah. post, are you yes. again? Seriously? Yeah. Okay. You know yeah. what? When I don't know where to go, I'm just going to go to the post office. Yeah. Well, That's you got, you, you, you probably figured that out the first time. It's like, there's a, like, they have a, this, this authority as, um, like, um, municipal kind of yeah. function. It's very funny. But, but another thing that you probably have learned, I, I really don't know because I've been here a long time, but things here, everything, a lot of things are automatic. A lot of things are automatic payments. And you start to almost lose track and you start to really trust the system. And it makes life very easy. Now, was it yeah, like that? Tell you, the most interesting thing is that taxes, if you are just paid through a company and they you know, process your payroll and they take taxes out, you don't actually have to file a tax return. It's like nice already like a majority of Israel doesn't file taxes because they don't have to. That's right. Because their job and that situation has taken care of everything. And there's you don't file a tax return unless you're like an independent contractor or right. have your own company. I was like, what? Right, right. No tax return. That's great. It's nice, huh? It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I, mean, I have but my it's own a bit, business, so yeah. that's it's not amazing, my story. But it's a bit like socialism. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people, the, the government really is very socialistic here. They take care of you. It's just like healthcare. They take care of it. It's, oh, the healthcare is amazing. Oh, yeah, the healthcare is now. Right. What a right. pleasure to have like full, amazing coverage. And I think for all seven of us, maybe we pay like, I don't know, a hundred dollars, maybe Something. Less. No. something yeah no because we got the special we got maccabi ah fancy got, oh fancy maccabi shelly and and because we got the up they said do you want this i said listen i don't know how much more is it and they told me and i was like oh yes we definitely yes. they are very very funny here about the money now i'll tell you another thing like my mom's coming and i want to get her a scooter because there's a lot of walking around here okay a lot of walking and i want to get her a scooter and there's something called yad sarah which is an organization that lends out medical equipment. You've probably heard of it. Yeah. 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 So um, they lend out medical equipment for, for free. And uh, I asked someone who works here for Yasara, can I get a scooter? And he's working on it. He's working on it. And he's telling me, no, there are none. And I'm like, oh, come on. It's going to be after the Chagim. Don't tell me there are none. I know there are. He says, no, there aren't. I'm, I'm really trying. I know someone had one, but somebody else took it. I'll figure it out for you. He goes, there is another option. You could rent one. I'm like, fine. 
He's like, it's like, and then he was like embarrassed to say this. He's like, it might be like 50 shekels a day. I was trying so hard not to laugh. Yeah, like twelve. $12. I'm like, I'm like, it's like ten dollars a day. I'm like, I'm like, that's fine. Okay, great. You're like with pleasure. I'll take yeah. I'm like, what is wrong now. with you? I'm like that is that nothing. Oh, the, the best is the phone bill. The phone bill is like what you'd pay in dollars is what you'd pay in check. It's like insane. It's so cheap. I don't know. Fifty shekels is for your for your phone. Oh, you know what we just got? My um. 11 year old he's like i want a phone and we're like we're not doing phones you're 11 you're gonna play games it's not gonna be restricted it's never gonna work so we got him uh, a watch and he can text and he can also make phone calls from it and they said it's 20 shekels a month to run the plan for him to have a phone number so 20 shekels what are we paying like six seven dollars a month for him to have <laughs> right. a not oh, no. a not to not have a phone because i don't <laughs> want a phone it's a, and it's a watch and you're not going to lose it and it's going to be you know you're less likely to break it and all of these things and i was like oh my gosh this is phenomenal yeah, yeah that's really good here i mean my we're on the 29.99 plan for our kids that's amazing okay for go yep. on telecom that's oh, amazing yeah, you no know, you know what my 50 shekel one includes my calling when i go to the u.s i got oh. a special plan yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we are good in that sense. And, and then we're, um, we're, we're down to five minutes. I just want to cover another good thing about Israel while we're on the good side here. The Hebrew star bureaucracy hard, the food. Okay, you oh, said it's been an best. upgrade. Now, this is oh, interesting. No. Oh, okay, calm I'm down. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is a rated PG show, Aliza. Okay. It's, it's, listen, it, we are in in orchard. We have, you name the fruit and we have it. We have all the ones that you also don't know. So... So we have the pomegranates and the the dates and the guava and the mango. Oh my gosh, my neighbor said, "Oh, come send your kids." That my kids grabbed fifty four small mangoes nice. from her yard, and and there were still another hundred and fifty mangoes. They didn't even know what to do with all the mangoes. Right. And and all. So I'll, I'll, I'll let everyone listening. Let me tell you what she did with the mangoes. The neighbor, they they put them in a basket and they take a picture and they put it on WhatsApp and they send it out saying, "Please come take." Yes. Yeah. that's what people what do. do of course i do every morning on my walk with my dog i'm picking um figs they call them tanim i take and i'm eating them and putting them in a bag then i bring them home and i put them in the fridge and my kids are like nobody's eating these mom i'm like but they're fresh nobody's eating them oh grapes I'm, I'm grabbing grapes um yeah you're grabbing you now get, the, get like the colossal grapes my husband bought grapes that were so huge my kids said what is this he goes that's uh. a grape they said a grape it looks like five times the size of a grape he said i saw them i couldn't resist that's weird he said they were the most outstanding grapes that they've ever wow. had the produce here is yeah in, it's I mean, seasonal oh. it's seasonal though so and and that's you see the, the green thing. the green oranges you didn't say anything about green oranges yeah have I you seen them I, yeah i haven't figured them out yet okay so I, green I oranges are fine they're the green they're like we would call them some of them are clementinas and some of them are the regular navel oranges. But at the beginning of the season, like now, they are green. But they're ripe. So you don't need to wait. I always was like, what the hell? Why are they selling green oranges? But they're ripe. It's just weird, you know? So um, I can't eat citrus like that. So that, but my yeah. kids do. So now I'm going to tell my husband because I don't think we know it's about fine. that. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just early. And it's, taught me something new. Yeah. And it's just really, really great. It's true. The, the fruit, everything here, not there, you don't have to worry about refrigerated trucks or a bing oh. stuff you know eating stuff with no flavor everything has flavor everything is fresh and a lot of things are small like you're talking about yeah. big grapes i see we have grapes i two kinds you know the, the wine grapes are small and very very sweet yeah. 
And then you get the big, the bigger red grapes that actually we have. They all have seeds, but they're all fresh. I mean, everything is fresh. Yeah. And my neighbor um, down the street, she has chickens and so you get she... fresh eggs. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. A dozen fresh, amazing yeah. eggs for like yeah. 15 shekels. Like, nice. it's, like it, it's much cheaper than you can buy in the States. Yeah. So, for... yeah, it really is good here. We get whole wheat, uh, organic flour. We have an organic flour mill here. They're all over Israel. You know, there are wineries all over Israel, boutique yes. wineries, yes. Um, goat milk, goat farms. We have a goat farm here, goat farms everywhere, honey. People do honey. It's, it's very, very cool. And it's all so local and it's, um, it's, it's fresh and it's, it's, it's made here. It's, I don't know how to explain it. You feel like, uh, like really honored to be here and to be part of this, you know, industry, part of this people. I looked like we're out of time. Oh, I've just gone on and on. So we're out of time. I'm glad we ended on a high note. Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Chag to everybody. I don't know if we're going to have a show next week, but Aliza, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bye-bye. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Darba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Garst from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio 